0: Welcome our studio audience here and everyone that is watching online. Before we get started, I want to do something that I don't typically do. Um, one, I just want to honor, uh, Jeff Jones. I just think his leadership during this entire COVID season has been absolutely amazing. And uh, I, I just and I also want to honor uh, each and every one of you as well for your generosity during this season. And Chase Oaks is making a difference in the community. It's in the news and you're solving problems that the community has. And it's because of your generosity. So thank you for that. And thirdly, brand new album. That just came out and uh, it's streaming right now. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to music. And I think that will actually help your relationships too. Y'all should just listen to it together, and I promise you, it will make a difference. I get the honor and opportunity to wrap up a series called Secret Sauce: Ingredients for Healthy Relationships, and today I'm going to be talking about conflict resolution. Uh, I hesitate to even use the word resolution because that denotes the idea that in 25 to 30 minutes, I'm going to give you something that's going to help you resolve perhaps a conflict you've had for two decades. That's that's not the promise. But I do want to give us some tools, some handles to say, man, if our relationships are going to grow and thrive, man, there's some key things that we've we've got to have in those relationships. Now, before we dive into that. Uh, I think we have to debunk some myths about conflict because some people believe that the absence of conflict constitutes a healthy relationship. It's this idea that I shouldn't have any conflict. It should always be peace. In harmony. I don't know if you've ever been around a young married couple and they, they're fighting, but they don't want to admit that they're fighting, right? Because they don't want to think people, they don't want other people to think they're on the verge of a divorce and they've been almost, they've been fighting for a full year. And so they just cope, they, they sugarcoat what's happening. They're like, uh, last night we were, uh, having uh, an intense discussion about what to eat, I'm like an intense discussion. I mean, it wasn't fighting. We, we weren't fighting. We were having, um, you know, a, a, a healthy debate. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it was, it was a strong, uh, discourse. I'm like, okay. I mean, you know, it's okay to fight. They're like, it, it, it is. I'm like, yeah, that that's, that's part of having a, a healthy relationship. In fact, I believe it's the presence of conflict that allows our relationships to grow. And so if you're having conflict in relationships, what you have is an opportunity, my friend. What you have is an opportunity for your marriage to grow. What you have is an opportunity for that work relationship to grow. I don't know what it is about 2020, but it just seems like 2019, conflict was avoidable. In 2020, it's unavoidable. Because there's so many landmines, no matter where you go, you can go to work, you can go to dinner, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Target, no matter where you go, you're going to find some sort of, of landmine to disagree with someone, and so conflict is all around us. Sometimes it's, it's when we're talking about money and finances, sometimes it's obviously when we talk about politics. I don't know if you've had some conflict over pandemic etiquette, you know, when everybody wearing a mask and that one, you got to be that one person that shows up, you know, like no mask, You're like, and all of a sudden it's like, I didn't even know we had conflict until I put my mask on and you didn't feel like putting your mask back on. Like what's, what's going on? And then we can have some conflict over homeschooling. Think about it. 10 years ago, people used to make fun of homeschool students. Now. You making fun of yourself? I mean, we're all in this same boat, trying to navigate. Like, oh, so you're putting your kids in, and you know, I'm not putting my kids in, and what, and what? And there's this this sort of tug tug of war. And, and for some couples, they're man, they're, they're having a lot of conflict over this. <laughs> and some people are like, yeah, we're gonna be stuck in the house together for like six months. We're gonna do more of this. You like somehow did less. You're like, what happened? And all of a sudden, it's just a little bit of conflict our studio audience is, is is rather charged tonight okay so um and, and then sometimes um our conflict is over children and how they should be parenting and, and it's so it's, it's it's so funny because It's almost like the more time we've gotten with each other, the more exposed we've become to every little thing that drives us crazy about the people in our home. It was like, I was used to not seeing you for at least eight hours a day, you know, and now it's like I see you all the time. And so... There's more room for conflict, and guess what that means? There's more room for growth. I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've had this argument over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? I don't know how many of you have that Excel spreadsheet of like, listen, I, I, have, I have carried my weight, okay? I just washed the dishes. Have you ever been washing the dishes and nobody was there and you waited for somebody to come home? You're like, somebody going to see me do these dishes. I, I don't want her to think somebody else magically came in. And wash these? Dishes. No, no, no! I did these dishes. I mean, it's it's so silly. I mean, but we have to ask ourselves this question: What, what do we do with people we have conflict with? I mean, he, here are options when we have conflict, and, and and here's the go-to one in culture: cancel them. That's it. That's right. I'm done with you. I mean, and isn't this what? Cultures teaching us to do just to, just to be done with people if they don't agree with us, if they don't think like us, just get rid of them. And then the second option is we could get them to change their mind. Like, yeah, well, I mean, maybe the goal of this conflict resolution is if you would just vote like me, right? If you would just parent your kids like me, right? If you would just spend money how I spend money. If you would just begin to see the world how I see the world. Or thirdly, um, they could get us to change our mind. We're like, not today. <laughs> but how about a fourth option? It's so much better. We could listen to each other. We could pause just for a moment. And say, maybe there's something that you have to say that can add value to my life. And maybe just for a moment, I could fall out of love with my own opinion. Long enough to hear somebody else's. Because when we're all talking at the same time, trying to be heard, no one's listening. If you want to have healthy relationships we got to listen to each other. There is this unspoken relationship law. You've never said it out loud, but you believe it. Trust me. We have to agree on everything to be in a good relationship. It's like I wouldn't dare go to the movies with somebody that I don't agree with. I wouldn't dare have a meal with somebody that I don't agree with. But at the same time, if you think about it, don't we do this at Super Bowl parties? like, isn't it interesting that at a Super Bowl party, we're allowed to wear different jerseys, and we'll eat the same wings and pizza, but when it comes to other issues, it's like, never. I love what Dr. Tony Evans says. He says, oneness doesn't mean sameness. We don't have to think the same to be unified. Isn't this freeing? I mean, like, doesn't this just take, just give you a sigh of relief, like, oh, we, we actually don't have to agree. If that were true, most of us could not remain married. <laughs> Think about that for a second. If we had to agree on everything all the time, no, no, no. We can still be unified and see things a different way. Today I want to give you three key ingredients needed to resolve conflict. Number one, forgiveness. Forgiveness. What I'm about to read to you out of the words of Jesus, if there's anybody who's an expert on forgiveness, trust me, it is Jesus Christ. You may not be a church person watching this, but if you want to learn to let things go, following Jesus is the best way to do it. And what he says in scripture, I promise you, whether you're a church person or not, you are not going to like it here's what he says he says then peter came and said to him lord how often shall my brother sin against me and i forgive him up to seven times jesus said to him i do not say to you up to seven times but up to 70 times seven ladies and gentlemen that's 490 times that's a lot of forgiveness and I, I, and I wish that we could just deal with 490 but here's what he says in Luke chapter 17 verse 1 he says then he said to the disciples it is impossible that no offenses should come but woe to him through whom they do come it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should take, should offend one of these little ones take heed to yourselves if your brother sins against you rebuke him and if he repents forgive him and watch this and if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day return to you saying i repent you shall forgive him i'm gonna be honest i don't know that i really like any of jesus's options on this one i mean <laughs> if you're listening to jesus he's like we can either track each other's sins with a lifetime cap of 490, or a daily cap of seven, which one you want. I mean, just think about this for a minute. It's like Jesus four nine, seven daily like. I don't know about you, like, I love math, but I don't love math that much to keep track of your sins. I mean, how many of you have a spreadsheet of your spouse's sins that you just keep calculating? You go, hey, buddy, you're at 463, and you got 27 more strikes, and I'm out. Okay, like, who's counting? I mean, it's like we can stick with the cap of 490, or we can stick with the daily cap of 7, or... We could just stop counting. To which Jesus is going. That's the point. I actually want you to let it go. Not just in the past. I actually want you to let it go. In the future. (laughs) And the response that the disciples had. To what jesus said in luke chapter 17 is hilarious here's what they say and the apostles said to the lord increase our faith in other words they're going uh jesus what you just said no nah, uh-uh no we're gonna need a little bit more faith to pull that one off well you've asked us to do some things. we're following you i'm with you but uh, 490 or daily capital. Ah, nah, nah. Jesus, we're we going we gonna to need more faith than what you already gave us. And then, so the Lord said, if if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted into the seed, and it would obey you. Most of the time we've looked at this scripture as, um, you know, let's move mountains with our faith and be able to do strong things with our faith, but... I mean, even Jesus knew his words were so difficult to swallow that the only way to pull it off was with faith. And he's going, yeah, you can remove this mulberry tree. A mulberry tree was one that is deeply rooted. somewhat Some would say nearly impossible to uproot. Jesus is going, yeah, that, that's what unforgiveness is like. Like, like when I talk about forgiveness, like maybe somebody popped in your head and you went, yeah, yeah, anybody but them. Yeah, like, do you know what they did? And like, there's this thing in our minds that went, oh, no, 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 no. That's impossible. To which I would say, Jesus is going, I'd like to give you faith because here's, here's what faith does. Faith allows us to believe that there is a future. And maybe you didn't know this, but you have an enemy of your soul who is out to rob your joy, who is out to rob your peace, and is out to destroy every positive relationship you have. And the one thing he would hate to happen for you is for you to do the thing you thought you could never do, which is move on. (laughs) Somebody Somebody today didn't know that they have hope for tomorrow. Somebody today didn't know that they could have faith to... To actually move on with their life. And that there can actually be unforgiveness uprooted from your life. Because here's what I know to be true. We'll all stay bitter if we don't have the belief that we have a better future. Can I tell you something? There are future relationships that God wants you to have. That bitterness from old relationships are stalling. I want to encourage you to let it go, not because it's easy. It's very hard. You're going to need a God to help you to do that. Trying to do it on your own, I would agree with you, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Can I tell you something? One of the hardest parts of forgiveness is deciding that we want to do it at all. I mean, some of us are just going, I don't want to. I, n- n- nope, it is mine to give and you can't have it. I know asking you to forgive them is very difficult. I know forgiving your dad is difficult. I know forgiving your ex is difficult. I know forgiving your kid, your brother, your sister. Like, I get it. But maybe the next step for you today is simply going, God, I want to. I don't want to walk around like this. I want healthy relationships. And holding on to what they did is ruining my life and the relationships in it. And I just don't want to anymore. That, and that, that might be your next step. The second ingredient needed to resolve conflict is grace. Grace, I love what Colossians 4 verse 6 says, says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Oh, what I love about grace is grace in conflict is leaving margin for error on both sides of a difficult conversation. It's, it's entering into the conversation with some humility that, that can just go, hey, you know what? I could be wrong. In fact, I'd like our studio audience to, say, to, to repeat after me. say this. I could, be wrong. I could be wrong. That was very difficult for them. Pray for them. Okay? It's difficult for us to, to... I mean, when was the last time we even said that? Can you imagine if you started every conversation with just those words? Man, it, grace just enters the conversation. Hey, um... Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, because you could fight someone over vaccines right now. Okay? You could fight someone over anything. But, you, but imagine if you started the conversation with, I could be wrong. I mean, what, what if we tried, you know, here's my perspective based on the following assumptions. In other words, there's a story I've told myself about this that I assumed. But I, I could be wrong. I mean, or or what if I said, hey, uh, I came to this conclusion because of X, Y, and Z. Or I- I'd love to hear your reaction to to what I just said. Like, is there, or, or or do you see any flaws in my reasoning? Here's how I came to this conclusion, but man, I'd like, perhaps I have a flawed perspective and in, in reasoning. I mean, do you see this situation differently? What's Your perspective. Oh, could you imagine if we fought like this? Can you imagine if we were people that said, you know what? I'm going to enter into conversations. I'm going to enter into conflict. And I'm going to do so with conversations that are full of grace. Grace for myself. Grace for them. It's like when we allow forgiveness to enter into A key ingredient in our relationships. It's like we're forgiving the past Grace is walking around going. You know what? I'm gonna set up forgiveness for them in the future I'm gonna just walk around with grace I'm gonna just make sure my conversations are full of grace and not of arrogance I don't know something that you don't know. I'm not against you. I'm for you. You're my friend You're my wife. You're my husband. You're my son. I love you and yes, I don't think I'm wrong. But I could be. I could be. And I'm aware of that. But I don't want to be so right that I lose you in the process. Being right doesn't what do you win? What do you win for being right? One little statement. I could be wrong. The third and final ingredient I believe that is needed to resolve conflict. Number 3, it's ownership ownership (laughs) because here's what i believe about ownership when when both sides are owning their part no one has to play the blame game no one has to play the blame game oh it was your fault well i maybe 10 percent my fault 90 percent your fault and you start playing this game you know it's just coming to the table going i realize that there is some credibility to how they feel doesn't mean i agree with how they feel it just means i'm validating that they are a human and they They have an experience with me that is not how I thought it was. And so, you know what, I'm going to own that I said some things. Perhaps, I didn't mean to say, I was having a conflict with a friend the other day, and and they asked me for some honest feedback. And I was like, you sure? You sure you want the honest feedback? They go, yeah, man, give me some honest feedback in the organization, man. Like, "What's, what's the word on the street? And I said, man, you sure you want me to be honest? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm just telling you. Just being honest. You asked me to be honest. I'm telling you. Well, it's kind of a figure of speech. He took it literally and started asking everybody. You like me? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, well, you said nobody. I said, I'm going to own the fact that I said nobody. I did not mean nobody. It was a general consensus. I didn't, I, I didn't take a ballot and have people vote on liking you or not. Okay, my bad. I'm, I'm going to have to own this. And we had conflict. And can I tell you, we grew because of it. Because we were able to talk that out. And both of us were just owning things for a couple of hours. And and And, and make no mistake about ownership. Because ownership should lead to giving more grace, not taking on more shame, it's like like you shouldn't be taking on so much ownership it's all it's all me, it's my bad, yeah, I'm just horrible, yeah its all my fault, yeah, no, it's not a guilt thing, it's just going, hey, it takes two to tango, and I'm here, I'm present, and I'm owning my part. I know I keep sharing verses that nobody likes, but I have to, okay. James 4, 17 says this. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Who in the studio audience, who watching online hadn't committed this in like the last, you know, six hours? I mean, like, we all have had a moment where we went, oh, I should nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And when we apply this to our relationships oh i hate doing this oh listen when i sometimes i'm having conflict and i do this thing you know like i'm gonna tell you to do you pray about it every time i pray about it you know what god tells me to do apologize like i'm how come you ain't gonna tell them to apologize But it's the right thing to do. And I know it. Some of us have some situations and some conflict going on right now. And you have prayed about it. And you do know what to do. And sometimes our pride won't let us do it. Sin. I just want to encourage you this weekend. that nudge God's been giving you for a long time. Wherever you're watching this message, don't elbow your spouse, okay? Just it's you. Ownership. What's God asking you to do? What's the thing you know? Like, man, I should do that. I should apologize. I should have sent flowers last week. So I'm gonna send flowers today. I I, I should have added. I should have, I should have validated. I, I shouldn't have snapped. I shouldn't have overreacted. I should have listened. Man, not trying to throw guilt on you for what you've done. Man, but it allows us to course correct with our relationships to go, man, if I think I should do it, I think that's what I'm going to do. Because ladies and gentlemen, it's not about you being right and them being wrong. (laughs) It's about them being forgiven and you being free. Because here is the progression of healthy conflict. If you notice what, what what just happened, we went from "I'm right, you're wrong." Let me forgive you. Then, when we got to grace, we moved to "I could be wrong, you could be right, but let me give you the grace I hope you would give me." And where we end is, "I'm sorry, you're forgiven." And I'm free. That's my hope and prayer for each and every person watching this message. (laughs) Yes, I do believe this is the secret sauce. The ingredients for healthy relationships. And I don't think it fixes everything. But I think it gives you a really great start. It gives you some things to think about. It gives you some handles to perhaps enter into some of this conflict. And not be so charged up. It gives us a moment to pause to go... I don't want to keep track of their sins. I don't want to keep track of their wrongs. And God has forgiven me of so much that I don't deserve. Man, I want to enter into some conversations with some grace. And I want to own my part. And I think when we do that, it gives us a really great chance at having some really healthy relationships. God, I thank you so much for each and every person in this studio audience, each and every person that's watching online. God, I pray for every marriage. I pray for every family. I pray for every household. I pray for every friendship that is connected to someone that is watching or listening to this message. God, I pray that you would give us the key ingredients to having and resolving conflict in our lives. God, may we truly receive your forgiveness. May our conversations be full of grace. And when we know the right thing to do, may we do it. Give us the courage to apologize when we need to. Help us have healthy relationships. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said. Amen. Hey, it was great being with you. Join us uh, next week for a brand new series on Going There. It's going to be an awesome series. Have a fantastic week.